Good morning and welcome to your Friday edition of the Holy Commutes podcast. My name's Tom Gannon, and this is going to be the final of installment of the 11 to 6 podcast. We actually, uh, Jimmy Norp of MLW, his agent was really stonewalling us, just couldn't get a hold of him. Like, I think it was like a Freddie Freeman situation where, like, I don't think he got the contract offer, but whatever, we're just going to do it with just Ridley Park for this final episode, and I'm actually at the Ridley Park Airbnb with Dylan Harshaw and Sean Bignier live. How you guys doing? Doing great, Tom. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thanks for inviting me over and uh, offering me some beers. Of course. Getting the weekend started a little bit early here, uh, recording on a Thursday evening. So first, let's just talk about your team. Go through your roster, and without really giving them too much away, tell me people's role on the team, if they're a defensive specialist, a pitcher, what have you. Right, I'll take this one. So, uh, starting off, we have our two aces, Tommy Loftus and Cam Farrow. We were supposed to have no Silverman, but he's been hurt all year, and Tommy actually filled in at like a last-second situation. So, we're glad to have Tommy back. We have Cam, both of them absolute dogs. And then behind them, we have Sean Bignier, who is pitching in his sixth tournament. Another just great pitcher for us. Dog! Dog. We have... He wasn't going to call him a dog. <laughs> we have... Uh, <laughs> yeah. My captain in RPWL, he's a dog. We have Teddy Drescher coming back. Only tournament he played in was 2019, but he's coming back. Definitely going to pitch and probably going to hit. Going to see some plate appearances, but I have a feeling he'll be hitting in DE. Uh, that rounds out our pitchers. Then batting, we have Colin, who's going to just hit again. He batted over 300 last year. Absolutely rakes. Mike, what is Colin? Dog. Dog! Colin's going to be back in the lineup. And uh, then we have Dennis Dunnigan also hitting. Colin will field as well, too. And then myself, I'll probably hit, too. We're going to feel it out in pool play with me, Dennis, Teddy, and Sean and see who we're going to put forth and double in with Colin and Cam. Uh, and then rounding it out, we got Chris Derning. He's going to be our fielding specialist. Best fielder in the country. That's Cheese, right? That is Cheese, newly named Goose. So that's that's his current nickname. Le Honk, best yeah. fielder in the nation. Don't Ooh, matter. Le Honk. He's oh. got to put that on his jer- back of his jersey. I hope the back of his jersey says Le Honk. Yeah, I, I, I really <laughs> hope so too. All doesn't matter who you name. They're all dogs. Woo-woo. All right, so that's our whole roster. Uh, I think I rounded out where everybody's going to play. So, And then we have we have a crew of 15 people coming. So we have eight players and about seven shit talkers. So we're going to be loud, we're going to bring the energy, and we're going to have a great time. Bring the energy. You might have as much attendance as Circle City with 15 guys. That's almost two full teams. Yeah, we might. I think you guys are right in the middle of the season. Uh, so if you could just kind of give me a rundown of how the season's gone so far. Who's in first place? How many of those guys are on your roster? You know, people that are in the Cy Young MVP type conversations. Yeah, I mean, you want to take this one, Sean? I'll let Sean nah, take this one. He seems very. Give us a rundown of the so. Ridley Park season thus Bias. far. All right, so the Ridley Park season so far, we got the Royals. They have been pretty much unhittable. They are unhittable. They haven't let up an earned run all year. They are what's their record? I don't know the records off the record. Nine zero and one. Then you got. My Diamondbacks team, Mike Ward, he's a tank. Josh Butler, he's good. Aiden Woodbury, he's new, but he's learning. He's getting good. And you got myself. We are 8-0-1. Eight, 
and five right now, I believe. Yeah. And a uh, couple we, extra inning losses. A couple extra innings losses. Tough ones. But uh, we're sitting second place. Then we have the Phillies. They are... They are eight and three. Eight and three. I just got traded to the Phillies for Vinny Albanese. Vinny Albanese is sick to his stomach. Won't even talk to Colin. Uh, it's a whole mess. Colin Pollock's the mess. captain of that one, but we got some clubhouse issues over here in Ridley Park, Pennsylvania. Yeah, yes, ton of ton of trades, ton of drama, but yeah, we're after those three though. It kind of falls off. Big dog fight. Bottom six teams, but. We have Cam Farrow coming with us, captain of the Jays. We got Tommy Loftus on the Expos. Like Sean said, himself, captain of the D-backs. Colin Polly, captain of the Phillies. Frankie Campanelli, captain of the Cardinals. A lot yeah, of captains. A lot of yes, captains on this team. So Teddy we got Trasher, a lot of talent. Oh, yeah. Astros. Yeah, so. Teddy stinks. So might have, might have too many cooks. I don't know. Everyone's not used enough to calling cooks. the shots on their own team in the league. Yeah, we'll be, we'll be good. <laughs> They, we'll they, everybody knows how it works when we come up here. One Mutual goal. respect for yep. us. Really One common us. goal when we get to Indy. <laughs> but, yeah, that's our league right now. Uh, we're wrapping up after NWLA, and then the, hopefully the playoffs start soon. Heck, yeah. All right, so what are your expectations coming into this tournament? I know there's a lot of former champions that aren't going to be there, and there's a lot of other teams that are going to be kind of looking at each other, thinking maybe this is their year. I mean, you guys, Mid-Atlantic, KWL, CCW, Skibby, they all come to mind. You know, how far do you have to make it in the tournament to be happy with yourselves, and how early do you have to lose to think it's a total failure? I think that I speak for the whole team here when I say if we don't leave with the trophy, it's a failure. We have pretty much contended every single year besides 2018. We've had a top six, top five finish. Um, with a much better field. No disrespect to this field, obviously, but like you said, a lot of past champions are not here. Uh, a lot of teams have a good chance at getting their first, and I think at this point, if we don't win, it's definitely seen as a failure. No, I agree. Uh, we've been coming here for six years now, and I'm tired of leaving this tournament without that cup, so I definitely want to try and win that cup. You know, 12 teams, I don't really think it's – that big of a deal i mean it's not our fault that everyone can't come so we're just gonna compete with the guys we have and the against the people that showed up and we're gonna win <laughs> that's what i that's what we want to do yeah and it seems like you know it seems like there's a lot of teams that are kind of in the same shoes this year uh thinking you know this is their chance but with only 12 teams competing in this year's tournament if your team wins or for whatever team wins Will all the past champions missing the tournament be something you constantly associate with them? Or do you think it'll be just as tough as ever to win with all these hungry teams, like I was saying, looking to finally get that win? Plus, you know, they, these teams aren't going to be burning each other out as much. It's going to be a shorter route to the championship, yeah. so you're going to see fresher arms. You know, there's some argument to be made it could be more competitive. I mean, I think... I feel really strongly about this. I loved what uh, Soup and Red said, too, in their podcast. I just... If you're not coming to the field to play, I don't see how you can really talk shit on the team that wins this tournament. I know it's going to happen because, like you said, we're missing a few high-level teams. Like We keep talking about it. But the teams that are there, you can only play the teams that are in front of you, and it's still going to be an absolute dogfight to win. So I think at the end of the day, whoever wins this tournament is going to have just as much of a right to call themselves NWLA champions as anybody else. And another thing I didn't even think about, which Maul was saying too, 
how like back in the day when the tournament started, nobody discredits the 2012 champs, 2013 champs. So I think if you're not going to discredit any of them, which I don't think you should discredit them, you definitely can't discredit the people that are coming this weekend and playing. That's how I feel, Sean. I don't know if you want to add. Dylan, anything. I couldn't. You couldn't have said that any better. I agree with everything you said, 100. percent Yeah, I mean, you don't win this tournament by accident. Yeah. Like, there's no. You can't win this tournament by accident. There's just the way everything's set up with the pitching rotation rules and all the different teams coming out and the style of play. Uh, but anyway, on to the next question. If you could add one player from another team that is going to this year's NWA tournament to your roster, who would it be and why? Um, I'll take this one, Dill. Uh, so the one guy I've been watching from afar that I would like to play with or if I could take, it would be um, Grant Miller from uh, KWL. <laughs> Every time I see that guy, he's always bringing the energy. and he, He's good. He is really, really good. And he always has, he probably has the nicest right-handed swing I've seen in a long time. He's really good. And he's just an energy guy, and he would fit right in with this. Yeah, I totally agree. I honestly, like we talked about this before, and I also was thinking Grant would be my pick. So I guess just to change it up, uh, I'll say somebody who's not going, I'll just do that to switch it up a little bit. I would definitely pick Tyler Flackney. Um, I love all the HRL guys. We've played them a ton of times at this tournament, and it's always great games. And uh, Flackney is definitely one of the coolest people we met out here, and he's a great player. So I think it would be really cool to play with him. All right, last question is, what is one league that has never played in the NWA tournament that you hope to see maybe play next year? Um, I'll take this one. So I think I think it was Connor maybe that said it for Mid-Atlantic. I would like to see those Golden Stick guys come out here and try to compete. That's because they, they're just really good, and I think they would be – it wouldn't be any different for them. I think they could win this tournament because yeah. <laughs> those guys – rake in any format they play in so they would be they'll be fine and to add to that i feel like there's a lot of guys in golden stick that i've just never seen throw an unscuffed ball or you know run the bases you could say that for a lot yeah. of the mid-atlantic guys too but i just think the style of play is one of the things i like about this tournament the most yeah i think uh the one league i would say is awa wiffle ball i think they're up in the Northwest, maybe Oregon, maybe Washington State, but they've kind of blown up on TikTok and Instagram the past couple of years. I think it'd be pretty cool to see them come out somewhat selfishly because it would probably draw a lot more attention to this tournament, which I think it definitely helps. Like them and MLW both draw a lot in, but I also think it'd be cool to see those guys play against some of the other really great leagues that are around the country. Man, I, th I think the guys in AWA, they have a lot of athletes. They run the bases in their league. They play yeah. with the unscuffed ball. So. A lot of baseball players. I think, you know, I, th I think it would be a pretty easy transition for a lot of those players if they did want to make the trip out. Uh, so I actually I got a bonus question for you guys. And I know you guys have obviously were saying you have high expectations for your team for this tournament. But if your team loses early, what team are you rooting for? Who do you want to see win? So... I mean, Jonathan's cool. Jonathan's a cool <laughs> dude, so. They want, like, no disrespect to Griffleball because I love those dudes too, but I definitely don't want to see Griffleball win since they're the only returning champ. I definitely want to see somebody new win. Uh, if I had to pick one league, I'm going to go with our guys from Mid-Atlantic. I hope that they get one. We play a ton with them. They help us out a lot. We help them out a lot, and uh, I think it'd be cool to see them get one. So since Dylan took my pick, I'm going to go with, I have kind of two teams I would, wouldn't mind seeing winning. 
I would like to see Skibby. Those guys have been in it from the beginning, and that's, it would be really cool to see those guys win. They're probably like finally. another team that's kind of wide-eyed because, you know, this is a this is the year. It's like you know, I hate, hate to be harping on it so much, but it's a little bit of a lighter I, field. Those those mid-major type teams have a much better chance. Even even when this team field was stacked, those guys. Every time I looked over, they were in a fifteen inning dogfight. So they, I, I think they have a really good chance of winning, and I wouldn't mind seeing them win at all. And the other one that I mentioned earlier, I would like to see KWL. Yeah. Justin and Grant and all those guys are really cool, and it would be awesome for them to win. It was definitely a tough finals in 2020, I believe they yeah, lost to. Part of it was also that, that Mid-Atlantic game went so long that our side of the bracket, I remember the KWL guys having to watch that whole second game we played against HRL. Because they finished against WSEM way earlier. So they were like sitting in the cold for what felt like at least an hour before yeah. playing the championship. So they kind of got iced. Yeah. And then I think one of their guys had to leave. <laughs> or so, or that might have been from HRL. But <laughs> that was definitely a long... <laughs> that was definitely a long wait. I felt bad for those guys sitting there waiting. But yeah, those are the two teams I wouldn't mind seeing to win. Since Dylan took Mid-Atlantic from me. I'm going to go a special shout out. Uh, first NWA tournament. Uh, I'm going to go a special shout-out to Circle City. Uh, I think Circle City has done a really good job setting up these tournaments, and I think they've really done a great job. I think the Dirt Yard's a great, great field to play on, and I think that's a great league that's been going for a long while. So I'm going to go give a quick shout-out to Circle City. Thank you for setting up this tournament, and keep striving on, fellas. That's a great shout-out. And, you know, one advantage the Circle City guys definitely have is that, you know, there's no, there's no extra pressure if they make it to the Dirt Yard. That's where they're you know, comfortable playing where they play most of the time. Uh, so that's pretty much all I've got for you guys. If there's anything else you have left to say, anything you want to plug, anybody you want to call out, talk some trash before the tournament, now's your time. RPWL, let's fucking go. You want to talk trash to your own team? Nah. Just fucking I'll just do a shout out, like kind of like Mike was saying, just shout out to Circle City and those guys for putting all this together. And uh, shout out to all the teams that decided to show up for – Whatever reason, some teams didn't make it. Shout out to the guys that are here. Looking forward to playing, everybody. Yeah, shout out. Follow all weekend long. It's one of our favorite tournaments since 2017 to come to, and uh, it's always going to be a good one. Also, I will be streaming every RP game on Twitch at RP underscore Wiffleball if anybody cares and wants to tune in. I'm sure someone might. Yeah, somebody might. Uh, Probably nobody that listens to this. Maybe some people back home. I'm going to give a shout out to all the listeners that listen to all these podcasts with me rambling on and various, you know, stuff talking about all these leagues. But today's the day. It's, it's Friday. We'll see you at the Dirt Yard tonight for the Home Run Derby. I'm Tom Gannon for Sean Bignier, Dylan Harshaw, and that other guy. You'll never know who he was. Thanks for listening. See ya.